Talk Cosmos is giving away a beautiful 2020 moon calendar for those of you listening during any broadcast of Talk Cosmos on KKNW. Just give us a call at 888-298-5569 and Talk Cosmos will mail you this unique 2020 moon calendar designed by Ursula's doctor, who is an astrologer, painter, and Mexico representative for Kepler Latino America Astrology Software at Ursula's Cultural Center in Mexico City. And it can be yours by calling 888-298-5569. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again. This is Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, and today is January 11th, 2020, and it's being repeated on Thursday on the 16th, Thursday at 6 o'clock in the morning. And that would be either on the radio here in Seattle, Washington, Pacific Time, or else you just go to Talk Cosmos, and all that information is there. Guest information and the uh, past archives, or else go to 1150 KKNW at this particular moment online, and you can hear us. So tonight, our subject is a topic, and it's not just a topic, it's an energy that astrologers have been waiting for many uh, years, in fact, because yesterday, well, the title of our show is Traditions Traded. And from this energy that we have six planets in Capricorn and countless points. When I say countless points, the south node is there, both south nodes of Saturn and Pluto. Tomorrow they're going to be conjunct, which is the, an energy that happens periodically. But with this connection, with all this Capricorn energy, and particularly with other Earth energy of Uranus and Taurus, it hasn't happened since the Reformation with Martin Luther when he tacked his thesis on the door and the big changes were established. Going way back, if you go back B.C., there's this period of time of great sages, as you might say, or our prophetic people such as Confucius and Plato. Uh, I mean, they're not quite equal. One is you know, the philosopher, and the other started a whole uh, consciousness, Buddhism, of course. Or, or not Buddhism, but Confucianism. Yes, of the Asian um, religions. And so meaning that the change element that we're experiencing, and as one knows going down the river, it's a little hard to remember every bend and bump, but you get down the river and then you see new terrain. And essentially, I suppose that's one way to look at it. So we will be having this discussion with two people. It's a panel. It's a cosmic collaboration, and it's a Capricorn cosmic collaboration of Talk Cosmos that is occurring monthly. And the two astrologer guests from the Seattle area here are Amanda Pierce. She's an evolutionary astrologer, an empowerment-based meditation energy work 
which she does consultations and teaches. She has a, a degree in psychology. Actually, it's a Bachelor of Arts. And she does writing, editing, and has been on many past episodes since 2018. And if you go back 23rd of June, August 4th, this year, also in August, and then these collaborations, one in October and November. And Shannon Hayes, a certified evolutionary astrologer, consultant with Mayan Astrology, Stargazer. And she owns a Seattle hair designer salon, and ph photographer, and animal activist. And her past episodes also are numerous in 2018 and June and December. And this year, March, July, and with Amanda Pierce, has this will be our third cosmic collaboration. The other was <coughs> October 5th and the 23rd of November. So these are big subjects. And we might say that when it comes to tradition, that really our reality is comprised of traditions that we become accustomed to accepting. So perhaps questioning that will be part of our conversation. And each of us will introduce one concept, some highlight that we can, that is dear to us, that we can speak about. So I'll start it off and I'll mention that when it comes to tradition, that people are traditional or else modern is one way to look at some of their approach, at least to astrology, when with the traditional standpoint, it's more of a Saturnian viewpoint, which has roots in material. It's also very spiritual, but from this concrete form, it's really more about knowing predictions and how are things going to work as far as many definite factors. Whereas the modern person that's more information-based looks more for soul growth. And these are generalized, but it's just one concept. And and it's more on a, evol uh, a soul growth process in meaning that this year, I bring this up because there is an intensity, obviously, when you have this vast number, the Sun and Mercury, the South Node, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, along with the Venus star point for Capricorn, which is 21 degrees, and you have also the south nodes of Pluto and, and Saturn. It's a tongue twister, all those different ones. But anyway, it also is right in there in 21, 22, 23 degrees. But right now the conjunction is 22, and it's all cardinal, meaning if you have anything cardinal in those degrees, give or take some, Energy is really manifesting, but this is also global, so we will talk the stretch. Getting back to the tradition versus the modern, at the end of the year, there's a number of cycles, but Saturn and Jupiter that connect every 20 years is ushering in air, and it will be in Aquarius. So that will be taking some of this, all of this traditional thinking, as I had said, our reality is made up of a lot of traditions. So we are going to be weaving them and thinking about them as we're gearing 
phase by phase, somehow through these times with the rest of humanity, into perhaps more of a modernistic moment where we are connected and collaborated. So Amanda, what would be your highlight? Well, I think with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, I would say finding your inner authority is important. We will talk a lot about that. Thank you. That's instead of the external. Yes. Yes. And going inward. And Shannon, Shannon Hayes, perhaps you have. Hi, Sue. Hi. Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Hello. So do you have a thought that you would really like to bring up for this conversation before we launch? Yeah, I would like to maybe touch on um, speaking of traditions with uh, Capricorn and the Cancerian energy. I would like to talk a little bit about our ancestors, where our roots and our traditions actually come from. What, how, how I think that all this Capricorn energy is a call for being more in touch with that energy. These dovetail so beautifully, and it really morphs from what I was saying about traditional to modern, although that's sort of a backdrop, because really getting to the inner authority, the ancients had a a real connection, and and many people these days too, with meditation or, well, meditation today, but of the ancients looking at the stars. Oh, yeah, they were totally in touch with the natural world, which is very, you know, I mean, it's like Cancerian and it's also Saturnian because the earth is dense and it's heavy. And the ancients were fully aware of their place on the planet as well as how valuable earth was to them. They couldn't live without the animals, the trees, the plants, the herbs, the dirt, the, you know, it was all very important. So, yeah. Everyone lived in in more of a balance. Yeah, exactly. That is key. In fact, Georgia Strathus, who is another astrologer, I was looking, every astrologer is speaking of this, and it's wonderful. It's such a communication to glean from. And she was bringing up the fact that the first coins had both the divine and the secular to keep that balance in our heads. And that now, even with our dollar, we have it with a great eye, with a great seal. And as we're moving away from even any kind of tangible money, right. and in our societies, too, in some ways, keeping that reminder of this balance, of mm. this reverence, as you were saying, um, Shannon, with the, of nature, and, and Amanda, you know, of having this reverence and connection, thanking for the food. I mean, we, we do it some, but... Yeah, no, it was, you know, gratitude was a huge part of it, especially like in the Mayan tradition, the Popol Vuh talks a lot about um, the different generations and their ancestors before each generation. The Popol Vuh is like a book of creation, right? It was their council, book of council. And they talk a lot about, um, about not just having reverence to the gods, but how the gods lived with them. And were part an intrinsic part of their community, but there was also like everybody. It was community minded, you know. The Mayan culture is very community minded, and everybody had a part. I, boy, 
to be community based in India, that's I was I receive the Environmental Defense Fund and whether I contribute much, but they have fascinating information. And one was about India in particular at that for their survival because a billion people around the world eat rice. And they not just eat rice, but they depend on the rice industry, or not industry, but farming rice mm. in, for their livelihood, the whole process. And that um, 80% of the people are of poverty and rural. And, it's, and there's had these terrible droughts where the roads have melted. It's really intense. And since 2001... 20,000 farmers have committed suicide because mm. of terrible costs. Like sometimes they can only get to the market maybe twice a year and because they can only afford that. And then they're left with so <laughs> much more produce and because they don't have a refrigeration. So these, there are energies, thankfully, that are not just energies, but like Environmental Defense Fund and this woman in particular that had it that sciences that are helping and they've got a package where and so I was thinking to myself well India the, the bottom line there's so many bottom lines there but one of them was that the community is so important and for instance there's also technological help where they have a lot of people have smartphones there everywhere and there's one app where if it, they can show a picture of a pest or a yellow leaf and say, well, what is this? And they can get help. Or in learning when to water, that if you use less water, you may not get the methane, because methane's a big problem with our environment. And of course, we're talking about this because within that, I didn't mention Ceres, but Ceres, which, you know, the goddess of... Goddess of the harvest. Yes. <laughs> Lots of it or none of it. <laughs> um, ancient times, one of the factors... We're with this release point of the Capricorn energy. Well, and we've gotten so far away from community in our world. It's we're so um, focused on technology and we get together less often and we're less connected with our food sources, too. And so there's there's less of that connection with nature and we don't have to forage for our food or hunt for our food. So there's less connection and less respect for where it comes from. And there may be, with Saturn, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that you mentioned, Sue, just coming December 21st, that will be in Aquarius. And Aquarius is a very community-based sign. So that may be, be some area where um, we're going to see more importance come through in the indeed, collective. Indeed, indeed. Because hardship does lend us to, we'll either fight or connect and be with each other. And the other one is coming up in March. Yes, it is March, March 21st, March 31st, all in there. Mars and Saturn will be in Aquarius too. Now, some of these are pretty potent energies, but yes, we have steps ahead. Yeah. So hopefully more communicate. I, for one, welcome some of that Aquarian energy. <laughs> we we're so ensconced in the Capricorn right now. It, there's so many planets. We've got Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, the Sun, Jupiter, the South Node, 
all in Capricorn. Yeah. It's a lot of energy, a lot of Capricornian energy, and it feels pretty heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you see it all around. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, the archetype, like, screams at you everywhere you look. It's like, oh, my God. Craziness. I mean, it's like people are edgy and things are intense, and then we won't even talk about what's going on politically, but, you know, because that's a total Capricornian, like, kind of... And 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 very Saturn Pluto. Very Saturn Pluto, exactly. Yeah, total Saturn Pluto. Which maybe we should mention to people. A lot of astrologers understand this, but the Saturn is crystallized. It is a mineral. It is Earth. It is a tenth sign of structure and traditions. You know, long time standing things, and also law and governments. And again, a lot of this um, spiritual and esoteric also. Although we've forgotten that it is a yin sign, David Pond at Wasa Washington State Astrological Association today was bringing that up that it is yin, so it is receptive. It is this, mm-hmm. it is it's feminine, it's receptive, and it's internal. So the there is the ability with Capricorn to look within, and so often with Capricorn we use that energy externally. It becomes very materialistic, very ambitious in a worldly sense like um climbing the ladder it's very and it's, well yeah and climbing the ladder i mean also has to i mean there's a whole lot of maturity that goes with that i mean you know saturn and capricorn is about cycles of maturation right and growth like you said both internally and externally yeah but i mean on a spiritual level that's capricorn at its highest right it is it it comes from a place of you know um not so much like purity, but it has a, a very strong sense of ethics and morals. Yes, it has moral codes, right? And absolutely. I mean, which also gets into the karmic thing, right? Because so important. Yeah, if you're on a spiritual path and like your Saturn is working that direction, you know, it's like you can get the what it was it, Marie? So I said the karmic broom, <laughs> right? <clears throat> if you're not in alignment with like Saturn, so yeah. It gets back to choice, which, again, is that square with Libra. And I think when people, because all of this is wonderful to achieve and to have to masteries, you know, we, it helps other people. Obviously, we have all kinds of structures in society that are helpful. But it also can be where there's fear or the, and that's where it needs to step away and, and release Yes, and, and remember that it's not we, it's not me again. It's not us against them. It's the we. It's that communal, ancestral relationship where nature too is part of this unit. Yeah, yeah. Capricorn is it's it has its wonderful qualities, but it can also uh, represent fear, control, restriction, constriction, um, judgment. Um, scarcity, scarcity, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, guilt and shame as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. loaded batch. It's very loaded. Yeah, because the, it takes a lot. I mean, granted, to really achieve things, sometimes one does have to push aside the personal. But we're at a moment in collective consciousness where this has come. What we have seen is a result of all these thoughts. And Jupiter in the mix is helping us realize, well, if we want to change things for 2020, 
change our uh, shift our pers- uh, values, our perspectives, and 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 go back to the center instead of looking at the external what's happening physically. Yes. And and we do have a lot of a lot of planets in Capricorn right now, but I I think that Jupiter being in Capricorn Capricorn is a great thing. It's not Jupiter doesn't like Capricorn, but Capricorn is ruled by Saturn and we are really needing to do our Saturn work right now. That's what this this Saturn Pluto conjunction is about. Um and so Jupiter Jupiter is expansive, it's passionate, it wants to jump on things, it's fire. And it can't do that in Capricorn. But it still has its benefic qualities that it can impart to us. It's just going to be doing it under Saturn's rule because Saturn is is leading the way for Jupiter. And, and in some ways, I think it depends on what we choose with Jupiter because Jupiter is of the expansion, which is the religions, the, the philosophies, the adventure of mind further out and beyond and across, you know, it's cultures away. I mean, so expansive. So if we think of a new vision of our life and a new direction and apply the tool, you know, the work yeah. with it, then I think it's harnessed in a good, it's like riding the horse in a, in a good fashion. Absolutely. And Saturn can represent realities. So it's, it's kind of in the natal chart where your Saturn is placed. It's, it's your reality structure. And, ooh, yes, reality. Yeah, and we all have our different versions of reality. No <laughs> one sees things exactly the same way. And Jupiter is going to tie in with that a bit because it's about beliefs. So your realities are based on your beliefs. And there is opportunity here to kind of take more ownership of your beliefs and, and do the yin Capricorn, go within a little bit. And uh, take responsibility for where you're at. And this goes right into the idea that we eventually are our own parents. James Hillman, which had uh, his Soul's Code, a very chunky book and very worthwhile, relates how in ancient times we had our parental role as the divinity it wasn't our biological parents that now we have heaped all these expectations upon, which in some form or other can eventually be uh, disappointing, right, If to, or worse. But going back to, and besides that, it, it gives away our, in our authority. So by, again, by looking at the divine idea of what, fatherhood, that whole gift of protection. Um, There was a Lakota woman. I think you, Shannon, said that you saw the hoop, the great hoop in Arizona. Yeah, in Sedona, yeah. And we'll go on that in just a minute here. Because this woman uh, wrote an article about the sacred hoop and for masculinity that it's, it's protection but that we're we're reframing what masculinity and femininity, which is the co-creation of receptive and traditional reframing. That's a great Saturn Capricorn word. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, I wanted to touch on what you were saying about the parents. That you know, it it's 
when we're children, parents are are supposed to take care of us and teach us. But at some point, we have to take the reins of our own life and we become our own parents. And regardless of how they raised us, they could have screwed up uh, royally. <laughs> but it's still, we're, when you are an adult, you are still responsible for what you have been given and where you are at. It's our ownership. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. our, because then you have the power and that's going to Pluto. Pluto is about power or no power. It's always yeah. these factors. You have it or you don't have it, and therefore it's about it. So to have power goes back to the inner self. So yeah, Neat, would you say this must be right with, I don't know, I was remembering about the mythology of Capricorn, which is Prisces, who is a sea goat, and all his little baby sea goats wanted to go to the shore and lay on the beach, and then they would lose their tail they could no longer speak or think. And he was so fearful that they would become mindless animals that he kept using his control because Capricorn is time. You know, it's that the limits. It's not timeless. It's, this is the time. So he kept go, turning time back so he could start all over again. But regardless, the little seagulls would go to shore and that was the end of it. So he realized cannot do that. You have to let life be. And that made him quite lonely, which is interesting, too, because as we go on our path of self-achievement, it can be, they always say, lonely at the top, right? Right. Although I think, too, if you have heart-centered, and that's what this world is about, reconnecting our heart here, there's going to be, and if nothing else, you have the spiritual sense, however you look at it, there's this connection with trees or something. Right. Well, I, I love that you brought up the sea goat because the sea goat has a, a tail and it's it's partly of the water. And with Capricorn, we don't we don't often think of it as being a watery emotional sign. But there is a need to connect with the emotional and its opposite sign cancer. is cancer, yeah. which is, you know, one of the most emotional signs. And. We just had a lunar eclipse yesterday. Yeah, with the yeah, yes, um, we did. <laughs> with the moon and North Node in twenty Cancer. degrees. <laughs> yeah, and so it's right in line with this Saturn Pluto conjunction, and there with Capricorn, we're often you're often shoving down the the emotions a little bit, you know, to take care of things. People with Capricorn moons often had to grow up too fast. Or if you, or potentially if you have a Capricorn South Node, you you were a general in the army and you did not have time for emotion because people's lives were at stake. Leadership, absolutely, that, absolutely. That is thank you, Amanda. Part of what Capricorn <laughs> is about, but this lunar eclipse and um, and all this Capricorn energy is really asking us to connect in with the emotional and to be really gentle with ourselves during these times. And uh, and to nurture ourselves. What a great talk. I love this with Shannon Hayes and Amanda Pierce. And this is about traditions traded on January 11th with the stellium of Capricorn and the cancer new moon that astrologers are going to continue to talk about trying to figure things out. So we'll take a little break and we'll be back. 
Do you have a question or something to contribute for today's Talk Cosmos program? If you're listening to the live show on Saturday, the phone lines are now open until 645 Pacific. Give us a call at 888-298-5569 to either join us on the air or we can write it down for you. Once again, that's 888-298-5569. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Talk Cosmos is giving away a beautiful 2020 moon calendar for those of you listening during any broadcast of Talk Cosmos on KKNW. Just give us a call at 888-298-5569 and Talk Cosmos will mail you this unique 2020 moon calendar designed by Ursula's doctor, who is an astrologer, painter, and Mexico representative for Kepler Latino America Astrology software at Ursula's Cultural Center in Mexico City. And it can be yours by calling 888-298-5569. Hello, this is Marie O'Neill with Padma Life Coaching, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. <laughs> Hello again, Sue Rose Minahan, Shannon Hayes, Amanda Pierce. Cosmic collaboration in Capricorn on January 11th and repeating on the 16th at 6 a.m. here in Seattle, Washington. That's Pacific time, so go to Talk Cosmos and you can get this whole talk again and all the others. Well, we're just finishing up. Well, we're continuing on about this, and I think we're going to look at some of the charts because yesterday again was the eclipse. Now, the eclipse happened um, on the other side of our, where we are located. Maybe some of you are listening and are down there, but it was with the uh, Philippines, I believe, going into India and up to lower part of Asia. Pretty potent. And, and tomorrow, which will be on the 12th, is the stellium, which is still the stellium, but the point is, is that Saturn and Jupiter, or no, no, Jupiter, Pluto, thank you, thank you, are at 22 degrees. But then along with it is Ceres and Mercury and the Sun. They're all 20 to 22. And tomorrow they're all more like 21. Tomorrow they're all 22 degrees. It's just incredible. It's just like pow. Yeah, and tomorrow it is when Saturn and Pluto make an exact conjunction. And so it's a new cycle for them. And it's kind of like... Saturn is Saturn is always um, kind of a report card for where you're <laughs> at with different energies. And here 
Mm-hmm. We're at 22 degrees Capricorn. So, you know, we've made it more than two-thirds of the way through. And uh, it, Saturn's saying, like, well, where, how are you? Where are you with your doing your Capricorn work? And, um, and how have you been working this Pluto and Capricorn transit, which is all about transformation and um, purging, purging, killing off the old so that the new can, um, can be reborn. Um, it's a deep process. It's a very deep process, and it's and it can be a very scary process. And sometimes we sometimes a choice isn't always our absolutely. Our own. But that's the ticket by realizing these, and that gets right back to astrology. And that's why it really helps to understand the energies are there, how it relates to your own personal life, and you can see it played out in so many different lives. Is a constant question. People are moving, people are breaking up, and it's amazing. I was on the bus coming back from visiting my. Uh, mother and uh, father or stepdad and uh, with assisted living and there was a young man who had quite a story and it worked out very well but um, the father was it was one of these breaking situations and really that is what happens father I don't know how much I should relate because little towns and stuff but the fact was that there were Habits that had to be discontinued, and and um, so it just showed me how. Well, it was was okay. I, I think I'll stop there. Well, no, I I kind of get what you're yeah. saying. Though. I mean, with Pluto and Saturn, it's like there's going to be change. Something's going to happen. So if you're, it it helps when you know astrology because you can kind of go, okay, well, this is coming up. So. You get ready for it on a certain level, but sometimes it's like, you know, you think you might be ready for it and then you're not quite and stuff shows up that like totally throws you off track. Absolutely. And you see that with people like a lot, like walking around just ordinary day life, how like when people aren't exactly sure, they know something weird is going on planetary, but they don't know just how intense it is. And with Pluto Saturn, it's like, it's intense, you know, so... (laughs) You know, um, and, and Capricorn oh. is a serious energy. Right. It's, it's not very fun. serious and yeah. heavy. Exactly. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy at all. But it's like when things have to go, they're going to go in that in that time. Yeah. And dry Sa- humor. And Saturn yeah. is our structure in life. And mm. and Pluto's going to if it's not right, Pluto has no problem raising that. Right. Like it's like the energy of a glacier that is going to push through the mountain. And you think the mountain's strong, but Pluto's stronger, right. really. Yeah, yeah relentless. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Demolishes, eradicates. It's like, although, yeah, and then rebuilding it. Amazingly, some of these cities, like I was just thinking there have been so many fires. Australia. Yeah, right now. Besides terrible. Amazon and Africa, they all start right. with A. Yeah. But Australia has a Capricorn sun. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and Saudi Arabia does. Seattle, supposedly Seattle does. But we also have here in Seattle a Capricorn ascendant, very late, 29 degrees. And you think of the huge institutions that have started. Right. Warehouse, well, there's Boeing's. It's having a lot of trouble right now. Right. And if they survive. Warehouser, which yep. means are they still around? And now we have Google and Google, Amazon. Facebook, They're bringing Amazon. in 18,000 people. Yeah. Microsoft, I, just, I mean, that's all over the yeah. east side. We're 
Tech no giants. And and here yeah. too, I think it was Detroit. Where was Detroit? Detroit is yes, they're Capricorn's son too. In fact, they could be. Uh, yes, Detroit is a Cancer Moon and Capricorn Sun, just oh like what gosh. we're having huh. right now. So when you think of the car industry and right. some of the, all the changes that have been happening there, <laughs> and it is rebuilding itself, from what I understand, because for a while it was really it was grassroots. And you mentioned Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia has a its natal Pluto is at twenty three degrees. Um, cancer. So it's having a Pluto opposition right now with Saturn there. So we can expect to see, you know, something happening with Saudi Arabia. And, and we don't know what that will be. No. Nope. Yeah. And well, China in its in its natal chart has Jupiter at 22 degrees Capricorn. Mm. So Pluto and this whole stellium is right on that right now. So is that is that going to be positive for China because Jupiter is a benefic? We'll we'll have to see. And the eclipse was in that area. Usually, wherever the area of the eclipse, there's more powerful connections. So it was visible in that area. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, not all of uh, China, but the lower section, and then going right across uh, Southeast Asia and lower part of India. Like well, it was, mm-hmm, Jupiter also has to do with like uh, the natural world, and I mean, with uh, did you say China's Jupiter is in uh, Jupiter is twenty two degrees Capricorn. Oh, Capricorn. Ah, yeah, and they're like they're like huge on um, poaching. Well, like they pay top dollar to have animals from all over oh, the place. Oh, they're the, some of the biggest consumers of of having endangered species poached and illegally brought into their country so you know that's the horrible situation of australia with the koala bear they're saying perhaps in 20 years kangaroos wallabies Uh, yeah they're talking about extinction of of uh, over a million over a billion over a billion billion animal deaths and extinctions of possible of um, breeds of animals that you know are only found on Australia. It's right. such a unique ecosystem. Right. So this yeah, gets back to there are okay. Capricorn is the release point, and in, because it's all funneled down to the moon, well, uh, that was as far as the eclipse. Not for tomorrow. It's already gone over to Leo, but uh, the point is, is that so we're, we need. There's limitation. This is where we're showing that if things have not been ethically, well, it's not all the ethics. It's a matter of climate because they had a lot of drought. But with Ceres in there, you know, it's amazing how they, we understand, they do represent some of these factors. That So what does that mean? That means if we have hardships, well, I know that the world is supporting it's a matter of responding. Yeah, this is it's a timing and and how how you respond to to it, things too. And it's about correct use of oh, power, right? And, because and they didn't call in like they didn't even call in their military until almost the whole thing was burnt down, and they already lost like almost oh, like a billion animals. Like they didn't call in to have that. 
Well, like, oh, and, and they didn't get the help, I should say. And and on a, a bigger scale, this Saturn Pluto um, transit is about where has our leadership Saturn right. um, been in correct use of power and right. where has it not? And it's exposing that yeah. to the world. So exactly. this yeah. is going right back to that factor of the parental because and the and the idea of the of the ancients and the indigenous saying it is community and it's we and we all have a part because the Lakota right. that was a sacred hoop are saying we all have a part in this. So rather than leaving it to our parental or our leaders, if we all t- go within with the yin and find what is passionate for us. And it can be small because everything has like a, a gear shift, how it makes a difference. Yeah, and there's, there's the inner and the outer. You, before you can really help others, you have to be able to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And so being able to um, stand in your own authority and stand in your own power are, um, are very important Essential. at this time. And and that may be part of what the the Saturn Pluto transit is showing us. That may be part of that Saturn report card to show us where are we with our with our inner authority and yeah, where's um, our foundation? Make yeah. those choices. What reality right. are we living? Each one of us, because you know when you have, we know here in the United States, work weeks can be very long. I mean, for those that have work, there it's like there's no end. It's not like other countries where. Their whole balance of time off and work is is perhaps in a better perspective. And it does link up with this whole idea of achievement and and being able to have the dream and et cetera. But really, collectively right now, especially with the North Node in Cancer, which is a processing and personal sign and an emotional sign, it just, again, speaks of this great need to develop our inner strength yeah and Capricorn is um is also represents time it feels like there's just not enough time and you know the the United States has natally has its Pluto in Capricorn Mm -hmm. and next year we will be having our Pluto return and wherever Pluto is 2022 I think okay maybe 2022 very close very close um we're still we're feeling it now i mean you can see it out there it's close it's, the orb yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah i mean you can see see where we are with our our pluto um which is our soul work and so mm. and but pluto is also can be very obsessive and uh there is an obsessive drive to um with capricorn to you know be the best and to to rise to the top and to work 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 Yep. It is interesting how the cardinal, because it's cardinal, it's an action or, you know, one of the, because in astrology, we have the cardinal signs, we have the... Fixed, uh, mutable. Thank you. Yeah. I was going, I was, yes, exactly. Because energy, it never destroyed, it just keeps shifting and it it immediately acts like a fire or else it coagulates and cools down, you might say, or solidifies and then it breaks away and it what pattern goes on so right now we are in this action oriented and and the the importance is to realize to use the higher ethical standard so if we are 
making choices. I'm thinking of a Libra, you know, the square just before it, rather than too much comparison that makes us insignificant by choosing what we want, knowing ourselves inside. And there's lots of ways to start. Just making little changes can help. It's much easier to make a choice when you know who you are and when you know what you want. Mm. You right. know, and and you know this is sometimes bad things happen, but it's all about how you respond to it. So you could have you know something horrible happen because uh, there's a, a Pluto Saturn transit in hard aspect to something in your chart natally. That doesn't mean that you're not doing your Pluto or Saturn work. It just it's just all about and how you're able to handle it and then respond to it and bounce right. back. Excellent. Right. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can all relate. Now, I can yeah. think of X, Y, Z times. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, we'll kind of. We, yes. Well, yeah. And especially like when you're saying about talking about um, res- how you respond and stuff. I mean, the the thing that like. The thing that, like, is so human and, like, has a lot, you know, I'm touching on the whole community idea, I guess, a bit here, too, is that with these fires that are, you know, leadership aren't really, like, jumping on. It's amazing, like, like when you look on social media, like, how many people have created pages for people to donate to these different, um, these different organizations that are, like, actually going over there to help with saving animals and helping with the fire and helping, you know, all the rescue work and everything that they need. Like, that's when you see, like, you know, how community, how important it is for community and how important it is for people to just not let themselves be led. Because, like, it's like what you're saying, too, about making choices. You know, if you don't stand up and make a choice, if you don't have any idea of what you want or, or who you are, yeah. and you see things like that, you know, you can look at the world and go, you know, what what a horrible place. Or, you know, it's like I, I don't feel like I can do anything. It's like there's always something you can do. Yeah, and, 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 that's, small, and right? that's the very cardinal um, right? piece of Capricorn. Yeah. It's the taking action and not expecting others to do it right you know it's being your right. own right. authority Be, like this parent. is what i want in my right. life and i'm going to yeah. take some action exactly getting yeah. away from the victim part right that old story it's just one story it's like there's well yeah ways. saturn can be like the victim you know it can totally go into victim oh, mode yeah. too due to its like guilt and shame and everything oh. else oh right? yeah so, absolutely yeah saturn can totally go there and, and it and Pluto, Pluto will expose it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really easy to feel victimized by Saturn transit right? as well. Oh, yeah. But I think because it is the external. It's the external. But and, you know, I think Saturn gets a bad rap because it wants us to take responsibility in all areas of our lives. Right. And that is a challenge. And, you know, sometimes we have blocks that right? prevent us from taking ownership in specific areas. And so then. Um, and then it feels hard. Right. Well, yeah, because, yeah, and if you're not wanting to look at it, right? Yeah. You know, if you're wanting yeah. to be in denial of it, it's like Saturn is there to help you grow. Yes. You know, that's what Saturn really wants. And, and, and whether or not you want mm-hmm. it or not, like it's going to yeah. happen when it's with Pluto. And we're all in <laughs> denial in certain areas in our lives. Right? That's just human. Yeah. So sometimes it, it can be challenging, but the more that you right. work with Saturn, 
uh, the more rewarding it will be. He, yeah. it, Saturn will There's reward results. you. There's results. It's right. true. There is. Yeah. yeah. It there does results. have yeah. an, an inner wise, too. You know, suddenly one's uh, trigger points aren't quite the same because one begins to see the interconnection. You know, the reality not. shifts. Yes. Right. Thank you yes. very much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's possible that someone could be having um, something really beneficial right now with this Saturn Pluto transit. If it's, you know, in trying to one of their personal planets and they they could be um, rewarded for something for their hard work and for taking ownership for things. Or getting um, out of something that they've been wanting to get out of, but were afraid to, right? Yeah. Get that sudden like push to get out. Yeah. You know, and it could be painful, yeah. but then it'll they'll end up being rewarded down the road, yeah. right? And you could be getting rewarded for something right now, and it still feels really right. hard. Yeah. You it's, know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rose Marcus, who's a Canadian astrologer and uh, quite amazing, and has her podcast and all, and I printed out something that she was saying, but she was just parroting what you were mentioning in this article that evolution occurs on all levels and that uh okay i'll just leave it at that because i saw all this but you know <laughs> I, I had to bring up though eris now eris is the goddess of discord and it, it, she doesn't and discord because she doesn't want to be left out well she is right now squaring all that at 23 degrees aries so we would be doing great harm if we did not bring up the fact that there is somehow <laughs> this energy of, and now she didn't just decide how, it, well, the discord was because of the opportunity that other people had to decide. So we, there's so many, I mean, at that point, it was like, who's the fairest because... Yeah, she she rolled a an apple oh. into a party and said that she had not been invited to. Right, that she had not been invited to, and said this is for the fairest. And then there was a because a fight that ensued. Well, it did because uh, Paris was being promised um, was going to be given something, and there were the three goddesses that she rolled it out to. There was Athena of wisdom and Hera of marriage, you know, to Zeus and then Aphrodite of love. And so they were going to give power or wisdom or love. And so, of course, Paris said, I will take Helen, the most beautiful woman <laughs> of the world. Well, unfortunately, she was married. That was not such a good idea. And she was over in Trojan. And, of course, the Trojan War started and everything happened. But the point was is that all she said was, who's the fairest? But out of that, this war started. So here we have Eris, Eris 23. Yeah, mm -hmm. Eris likes to shake things up. Oh, definitely. So here Keep it is square to all this Capricorn energy. And it's kind of like, it, it basically it wants to kind of expose that which is not stable. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very and, good. and Capricorn, you know, it's all about structure and stability. but No chaos. But <laughs> exactly. No, it wants control. Um, but Pluto is here to to uh, transform that and kill off that which is not working anymore. And Eris is shaking that up as well. So I guess understanding that we have these dynamic uh, inf uh, energies, energies yes, yeah, yeah. is important. It's not like, and it keeps one away from that victim mode thinking, oh, it's like, yeah. wait a minute, this is what it takes to get to the path. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we haven't mentioned either that um, about Ceres being in this stellium. Oh, my goodness. And Ceres is another mother archetype and an archetype of loss. And uh, it just speaks to the need for more nurturing of the self and finding that that structure within, that a, a nurturing foundation within. There's mm. a lot of support. Back, well, I do have to mention about next week. Next week will be Catherine Undren, and she is an astrologer on the East Coast, and we will be... The love astrologer. Yes, indeed. You can find her there, and uh, one of the newer new astrologers for me, but not for herself. She speaks on many occasions, uh, webinars and, and that. So that will also be in Capricorn. And I think it'll be on the cusp. So we're kind of going swaddling uh, uh, the cusp. So that'll be very exciting. And, you know, Eris had been brought to my attention that this is the Okay, this is what I'm going to read. There's only one single instance of this particular event occurring in recorded history. The last exact square between Pluto in Capricorn and Eris in Aries. Because you have to know, too, that Capricorn is like three, what is it, the third square around from Eris, Mm -hmm. Aries. And, of course, Uranus was in Aries for a long time. But anyway, so that was Pluto in Capricorn and Eris in Aries. Aries, Aries. Um, occurred seven times in B.C., 691 B.C. And during that time, there was Buddha in India, Zoroaster in Persia, Pythagoras in Greece, and Confucius in China. I mean, it goes, uh, the, uh, in India, they wrote the, uh, how do you say that, Upanishads? Uh-huh. Yeah. And Mesopo- there's so so many issues. So we're really at a critical process. I guess I have to say it's a process. It's not just today. It's like a junction, critical junction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, blessings, blessings to both. This has been really exciting. We take on some pretty major conversations, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad to kind of recount the inner authority taking those traditions of past and remembering the reverence of nature and our communal unity that we are in this somehow wonderfully together is absolutely yeah 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 really an important factor and for those people that are listening you know we are accepting calls not on your charts but if you have comments do call in for various programs we're glad to have you either ask us a question and we'll answer if you if there's something we've commented on that 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 you'd like to understand and more than that just have really a supportive time between your own selves your own thoughts and 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 those people close to you and sign up. Yes. And uh, I am will be teaching a class on self-empowerment. So if you're looking to bust through any blocks that are keeping you from your inner authority, that will be starting on March 15th. Ooh, that's Gold Con- Talk Cosmos for Amanda Pierce. Yes, thank you. Perfect. Well, thank you. And thank you, Shannon. Thank Hayes. you. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.